This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. You know what I love about the NFL, Ronnie? That I'm part of it? That's one of the reasons I love the NFL. But it's like Star Wars sequels. It never ends. I mean, the season ended, what, just over two weeks ago? And and what are we talking about now? The annual NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis. And once upon a time, I remember nobody went. Um, Well, yeah, it was just Goose. Couple of bellhops and a stranger named McFly and Goose. You remember him yes, well. <laughs> he knew all about you. But now, well, now it's Goose's. Believe it or not, twenty fifth anniversary in wow. Indianapolis. And you gonna get he, a heavy box to take yeah. home with him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the landscape has changed, Goose. <laughs> yeah. I, when I, my first combine, nineteen ninety two, we had eight members of the media there. There was no PR staff, nobody to get players for a coach. It was just whatever you could grab on the fly. And this year, they're going to have over 1,200 credential medias. They're going to have Great. NFL Network's going to broadcast it. It's it's grown by leaps and bounds. You say it's grab on the fly? Stuff. And it's compelling stuff when I turn on my TV and see a bunch of guys in shorts standing <laughs> around while one guy does something. <laughs> Did you say grab on the fly or grab on the McFly? The McFly, yes. He was the only guy who knew they had uh, sports writer trading cards. Yeah, he was good. He was, And then suddenly disappeared. Hey, Goose, listen, I, I was with you in that first wave back in the 1990s. Not in 1992, but uh, in, the, in the middle of that decade. And, and I remember Duke Babb, who was then... <laughs> the head of the National Football Scouting Service, which ran the show, uh, he wanted no part of us or any media. You couldn't watch the workouts. Ron, much to your disappointment, you couldn't watch guys' yeah, shorts run. Yeah, he didn't want you talking to players. He didn't want you around, period. And, and Goose, you remember one year we were so in the hotel. Basically, he was there. like a modern sports writer. There you go. He was in. We were standing in the hotel in the lobby at the Crown Plaza, and all of a sudden, it was about 20 degrees outside. Gosh, Goose, is it cold here? Duke had turned off the heat, and then they removed the chairs and the sofas in the hotel lobby. They didn't want any part of us. Clark, you got a background. Backward. Uh, Duke, first, he removed the chairs one year, forcing <laughs> us to stand for 12 to 14 hours a day, but we didn't leave the lobby. So the next year, they removed the furniture and turned off the heat. So we had to wear our coats, hats, gloves, scarves for, for 12, 14 hours. But that didn't chase us off either, and the numbers are growing. So finally, the NFL just decided to embrace all the free publicity we were given. And they, had, they set up the media with our own room in the convention center. That did get us out of the lobby and even started bringing players to us. Now it's a television event. Yeah, so did the free lunches. That got everyone out of the lobby. Uh, <laughs> as you mentioned, it's not like that anymore, and it's, it's taken charge. The NFL's taken charge because it realized, Goose, Ron, could squeeze some money out of this. So, as you mentioned, televises workouts, makes players and coaches available for interviews, and credentials. Goose, this year I think it's over a thousand members, media members, it, something it, like it's, that. It's, well, it could be could be as many as thirteen hundred. Oh, so Ron, I, I'm not going, and neither are you. And frankly, I can't say I'll miss it. Uh, how about no, you? I agree with you. You know, it's turned into far more of a of a dog and pony show. Uh, with the occasional donkey added for good measure. You know? I mean, the, uh, you know, the best players often don't run, they don't throw, some don't show up uh, for all intents and purposes. 
Uh, I think it's made individual workouts more uh, important back at their schools. But the thing I'm reminded of is my old friend Charlie Army, former GM of the Rams when they were winning the Super Bowl. Uh, he also used to tell me two things about the combine uh, when I would call to ask him about it. He said, Indianapolis, the misinformation capital of America <laughs> one week a year. And then the other thing he always said was, other than the medicals, it's a place scouts go to be talked out of drafting good football players and into drafting, into drafting decathletes. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of truth to that. Well, I think you know, there's a lot of truth to it, too. And I want to get to this, but first, let's just tell our listeners what's coming up in the next two hours. We have one of the newest members of the Hall of Fame, uh, our favorite, one of our favorite guests, Eddie DeBartle, back with us, as well as Hall of Fame voter Jim Trotter, VSPN, who just completed a book about Hall of Famer Junior Seau. Uh, we've also got Hall of Fame voter and cinema savant. Nick Canepa, that's cinema savant. He's going to join us as we celebrate the Oscars, the NFL, and we'll be talking Jared Allen and his chances of maybe winding up in Kent one day. But first, Goose, back to the Combine. The National Football Scouting, Inc., which runs the Combine, has established a committee to review what they say is all phases of the event to make sure all procedures there are, as they say, quote-unquote, relevant. And if they're not, they're going to replace them with something else. As someone who's been to more of these than anyone else, what would you change? I'd eliminate the workouts. But that <laughs> would eliminate television for the event, and that's not going to happen. You know, every one of these kids has a pro day, and the NFL attends these pro days. You know, that would give teams more time to sit down and have one-on-one interviews with the kids at the Combine. There are 332 of them there, and the NFL teams only get to sit down with about 40 of them apiece. Eliminate the workouts, and you can expand the interview time into the afternoon. And, you know, the most important elements of the combine are the interviews, like Army said, and the medical research, you know, not the workout. So I dump the running, throwing, and catching. Okay, let's follow up on that. Uh, Ron, there are some people, including your head coach, Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill Belichick, who question the importance like of the coach combine. Belichick. Coach Belichick. Yeah, coach Belichick. Coach Belichick, sorry. Um, but they question the importance of the combine. And, you know, you mentioned guys don't run, they don't throw, and Goose was saying he get rid of the, uh, the workouts. Simple question, Ron. Is the combine necessary or, in the words of National Football Scouting, Inc., relevant, especially with all the pro days that go on now that Goose is talking about? Well, I, I think, uh, as Goose points out, because of the pro days, less relevant maybe than it used to be. I think it's still a good place for uh, – uh, as we talked briefly about last week, you got uh, two members uh, of the Harvard Bookworms there over one member of the uh, Texas Longhorns. So for a guy who played for the Bookworms, you know, I think it's an extra chance to um, elevate yourself and maybe show some people that what your uh, athletic ability uh, is as compared to some of these bigger name guys from bigger schools. Having said that, they got their own pro days too, so certainly you could you could come and watch them, but. Uh, I think it does probably help those kind of uh, guys, you know, the uh, the Dartmouth dweebs and the. There you go. If they ever get anybody there, there which they probably haven't had since. Dalen Williams, he should be there. Yeah, they're Reggie Williams. Uh, but, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, but well, was, but I think in general, what Goose is is, is talking about <clears throat> sounds to me like he's angling to start a consulting firm, which he would be, you know, teaching people how to, players how to do these interviews, which is. Uh, I think you and I should sign up for that as well. Yeah, well, if you're going to do let me, that. Let me interject something here. First off, I think you're looking at the wrong focus. Forget the players. This is the best week of the NFL calendar because every general manager, personnel director, scout, head coach, and assistant coach is there. If you're working on contacts, which is what I've done for the last 25 years, you see everybody 
You can go have breakfast with somebody. You can pull somebody off the side. You get the information in the one-on-one interviews off to the side, and that's what I find the biggest benefit. It is the best week of the year because everyone is there. But, but Goose, Goose, how about Goose, from the football uh, Clark, side? Goose, Clark, Goose sounds like what an NFL side? executive hey, or TV executive. Hey, Forget every, the every, players. <laughs> <laughs> but Goose, every, from the football side, is it necessary? If you're running a team, do you find it's necessary here with all the pro days that are available? Clark, every NFL team has its draft part up already. Everybody has a, a pretty good idea what rounds these guys are going. Mm-hmm. They don't so need the an- this. They don't so, need so this. So the answer but, is no. But it's a TV event, and that's why it's not going to go away. It doesn't matter what you think or I think what the teams think. It's a TV. It's a moneymaker. They're selling admissions. It, people are paying to go watch the, the, the Zendawar Olympics, and they're watching it on TV in, in record numbers. It's not going away. They can find whatever they want, relevant and irrelevant, and the workouts would be among the highest of the irrelevant, but they're not going to change them. Well, Ron, I'll tell you what what does matter, what we think or don't think. It's Goose's 25th anniversary, as we mentioned, going to this combine. And uh, I don't think he's going to be honored in Indianapolis. So how should we celebrate this? Well, I mean, normally there would be a massive There you go. Congratulations. At Shapiro's, we'd bring in the Michigan State marching band to march through there. That's right. You know, handing out bagels and free cream cheese. You know, it'd be a great thing. Shapiro's remains Indianapolis' best day spot and night spot. Hang on. Hey, They're I'm, here. I'm the, the MSU, go, there with the I'll marching band's going through Shapiro's. There'll be me and seven other Spartans there. <laughs> anyway, hey, Goose, congratulations on your perseverance. I know we talk about longevity on this program, and you have it. Now let's draw on that combine history. If you were to construct a Hall of Fame of combine interviews, your top five, who would they be? Corey Chavis, Vanderbilt, Jeremiah Trotter, Stephen F. Austin, Caleb Campbell, Army, Brandon Burlesworth, Arkansas, and... Terrell Buckley, T-Buck, Florida State. Wow. Uh, T-Buck, he had more swagger for a guy 5'7 than anybody you've ever seen. Burlesworth, of course, was a walk-on at Arkansas, became an All-American, and uh, went to the Combine, great interview, smart kid, was drafted, and then died in a plane in a, in a car crash before we ever got to camp, and now they've given a, a Burlesworth Award out to the best walk-on. And Corey Chavis, of course, he had a book on every cornerback and every wide receiver that ever played, and he regaled us with tales of, of Raymond Berry and Don Hudson and all of them. Yeah, that would be Corey Chavis, friend of the show. Hey, guys, yeah. we're going to stop right there and go to commercial. Goose, in the meantime, is going to Indianapolis. Up next, the case for or maybe against Jared Allen and the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Control, do you like mortgages? Negative, over. Do you like rockets? Affirmative, over. Do you like Rocket Mortgages? I'm listening. Over. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that turns the entire mortgage process into a fast, powerful, completely online experience. Copy that, QL1. I'm going to go ahead and push this button in. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org number 33. I moved to Boston when I was two. There was 14 of us in, in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. 
That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for four dollar sandwich deal today, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price and participation vary. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Basketball fans, get your locks on at Luxor Las Vegas. Make a fast break for shows including Fantasy, the strip's sexiest adult review, Chris Angel Believe from Cirque du Soleil and Carrot Top, or Slam Dunk Rockin' Mexican flavors from TNT Tacos and Tequila, or Comfort Food and Cocktails at Public House. Save your biggest plays for LAX Nightclub featuring the hottest dance music from resident DJs and live entertainment in a high-energy atmosphere. When the buzzer sounds, recover in our comfortable rooms and suites. Get your locks on at Luxor.com. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm and bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Speaking of winners, Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes... You can download MyCleanPC.com software to clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. As an entrepreneur, yeah, you're always on the go, right? So turn your mobile phone into a business phone with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. Just see how it works. Go to Grasshopper.com. Rick and Ron, if you're not on social media, you might have missed Jared Allen's retirement announcement. Because it was on social media that he posted it. No press conference, no tears, no farewells. Nope, just a video of Jared Allen on a horse and on Twitter saying he was going to, quote, ride off into the sunset, unquote. And I don't know if you guys saw that, but it's actually pretty neat because he was on a horse in his cowboy attire. And since there was no sunset, it was cloudy, overcast, he simply said, well, I'm just going to ride off. And away he went. It was Somewhat reminiscent of what we uh, heard from Marshawn Lynch during the Super Bowl. Of course, sans video, horse and cowboy hat. But a statement on Twitter saying basically, adios amigos, I'm out of here. Goose, is this something we should start getting used to? Yeah, it's already happening. You know, on social media, you can control your own message. Now, that's what Jared Allen has done. That's what more players, teams, and leagues are going to do. And the message is going to be more creative, as you see from uh, Jared Allen. Yeah, you know, I I think you're right. It was interesting to me. It was kind of funny. I thought it was funny. It's you know, there's more and more athletes just trying to find ways or the people around them to control the message. You know, no tearful goodbyes, no stage press conference where they get asked questions maybe they right. don't want to be asked. You know, just a horse, a hell of a leather jacket, and a and a goodbye. You know, I liked it. But then again, I like Marshawn hanging up his cleats on uh, <laughs> uh, Twitter, or Facebook, whatever it was too. So that was good. 
Ron, is this how you're going to announce your retirement when you go on, on Twitter, Facebook? I'm not going to tell anybody. See how long it takes that they know. <laughs> He's not going to retire for one. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the first problem. The hardest working man in America. Listen, we, we dealt with Marshawn Lynch last week. Uh, so now let's take a look at Jared Allen because um, actually I think he's a more intriguing and more compelling Hall of Fame study than Beast Mode. And I read uh, someone somewhere last week who announced uh, that Allen would be a Hall of Fame, quote, or would be on the Hall of Fame fast track because he led the league in sacks twice and put up 136 sacks for his career. But, you know, this just in, guys. We have Kevin Green, who was on the show last week, who's been on the show, what, four times the last year, three times the last month. Um, he's our new best friend. He waited 12 years, 12 long years to get into the Hall, and yet he has 160 sacks, or 24 more than Jared Allen. So, question goes, why would Jared Allen be on a quote-unquote fast track when Kevin Green was not? He's not. It took Kevin Green with his 160 sacks five years to get in. It took Charles Haley with his five Super Bowl rings six years to get in. You know, I'm not sure how Allen could be on a faster track than either Green or Haley, and they were both sweating their inductions. You know, Mark Gastineau led the NFL sacks twice. Maybe I've missed it, but I haven't seen his Boston Cant yet. So let's slow down this latest is the greatest campaign. Ronnie? Well, I think they they, they misspoke. You know, he was on a fast horse. <laughs> making fast tracks to the sunset. Right, right. and they were making tracks, you know, in search of the sunset. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I think there's a lot of research you're going to have to do on Jared Allen. Um, uh, but I can guarantee you uh, one thing. We are not talking about any first ballot Hall of Famer because the way it stands right now, his class will also include Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Heath Miller, uh, maybe uh, a Beast Mode, and maybe even Megatron. Uh, so... Uh, you know, it's going to take him a lot longer than his allies think, and and hopefully he will have it in a little better perspective as he trots off into the rest of his life. Well, I, I think there's probably no question he at least belongs in the conversation. But yeah, I'll ask you for your just initial reaction here: Hall of Very Good or Hall of Fame? I would say Hall of Very Very Good. Uh, but you know, you guys know I'm a kind of a stickler on this stuff. I I like the fact it's only one percent of the people I've ever played. They're in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, unlike some of these other halls. Um, so I'm not saying that, that, that he won't ultimately get in there, uh, right. but I think you have to look long and hard at, at his at his record. Um, he did lead the league in, in sacks twice, but as Goose just pointed out, so did Mark Gastro. So what's that really mean? Uh, you got to look into what else he meant to his team, I think. Goose, I realize this is subject to review over the years, but if I were Goose to take... Goose hates this! Yeah, I know he does. It's like pulling teeth, but if I were to take your vote now, Hall of Very Good, Hall of Fame. 68% of everyone in Canton wears a championship ring. Allen does not. Now, that's going to hurt him. Chris Goldman didn't win a championship. It took him eight years to get in, and he had 151 career sacks. Right now, I say no. Except uh, Allen does. He, jewelry, wait, Clark. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Allen just won a Super Bowl ring. No, he didn't. He got a Super Bowl runner-up ring. Right. So, what, so what's, the point of that statement? what's the point of that statement, Clark? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, uh, I'm trying to fill time here. Hey, listen, um, <laughs> as you may not know, uh, I mean, Goose, I'm sure, does know, uh, Jared Allen's tied with Julius Peppers for ninth in all-time sacks. And, and this is what sort of intrigues me about this, Goose, because uh, let's forget about the, the, the championships for a second. Um, of the eight players who are ahead of Peppers and Jared Allen, uh, only one, and that's Jason Taylor, who's a first-year candidate for the class of 2017, is not in the Hall of Fame. Got to believe, Goose, that's going to help uh, Allen's case and, and maybe Pepper's case when he comes up. Oh, again, I think we're trying to put 
uh, the cart ahead of the horse here. I think if five years, six years, <laughs> whenever these guys are all eligible, I mean, there are going to be a lot of safeties that we need to put in. I think we right. should focus on safeties, not pass uh, rushers. There's going to be a glut of pass rushers. You just can't shake this horse image, you know, this, when it comes to Jared Allen and his horse. Um, look, I find Jason Taylor more compelling. Uh, I think he was a more – I've watched him play a lot, uh, obviously, over the years, uh, been in, uh, in the same uh, division. You know, I think he's a more disruptive force than, than right. Allen was. Uh, and, it, look, forced a ton of fumbles and all of that. Uh, I, I just think uh, you're talking about a better player. Uh, so if you're stepping down from there, then I think you're, you know, you're in a group. And I'll tell you this much. I don't know how you guys feel, but I can't think of very often where I watch Julius Peppers play where I left the stadium saying, future Hall of Famer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, well, let me ask. Peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Let me follow up on that, Ron, and ask Goose this. Um, you have one choice, let's say, to make, you know, for an outside pass rusher into Canton. So who are you going to take? First, Taylor, Allen, or Peppers, and why? Uh, Taylor. More things happened when he got to the quarterback. He forced an NFL record 48 fumbles, recovered an NFL record tying 29 of them, and scored nine touchdowns on interceptions and fumble recoveries. And he finished his career with more sacks than either Allen or Peppers. That would be 29 fumble recoveries tying him with Jim, Jim. Marshall, my candidate last week. Jim Marshall, Ron, yes. are, are you putting Taylor at the head of that glass with Allen and Peppers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, more versatile, more disruptive, you know, played on every down, uh, uh, didn't and he didn't take many plays off, unlike Julius Peppers, who sometimes you know was out there with Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> they playing bass or lead with that band? <laughs> well, lead, it, trust me. yeah, interestingly, only one of those three was a defensive player of the year, and that was yes, who Jason Taylor. Jason I Taylor. guess that's going to help his case. I would assume it would, but will it hurt Allen or will it hurt Peppers? When well, when Peppers retires, but will it hurt Allen as well? No, these passers can all wait a year or two. None of these guys was first team all decade, and Allen wasn't even an all decade selection. You know, I, I don't see any rush to get any of these guys in or any pass rush. How about Ron? Yeah, well, I think th- those things uh, uh, all, all come into play here because to me, uh, the, the first criteria beyond your, you know, what you actually did should be, you know, what was your impact over the span of a decade, you know, that's really it for most players. I mean, they may play longer, but it's about, a, at the best, it's about a 10 years of, of high play. And, you know, if you didn't make the all-decade team, uh, then what are we talking about? Just how disruptive were you? Well, I'll tell you one guy who doesn't have much. to worry about, one guy doesn't have to worry about can't run, Eddie DeBartolo. He's in. And he's guess in. what? He's back with us after this. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Motel 6 has the message our nation is seeking. Motel 6 is a great choice for travelers. With the highest standards. A clean, comfortable room with everything you need and nothing you don't. Fiscally responsible. Lowest price of any national chain. Dedicated. We'll leave the light on for you. Motel 6. Right on travel. Right for America. I'm Tom Bodette, and, um, yeah, I approve this message. Book online at motel6.com. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. 
too busy worrying about your budget, too busy scheduling appointments, too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm and bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download MyCleanPC.com software to clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Of course, we're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go, right? So turn your mobile phone into a business phone with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, go to Grasshopper.com. Next to Peyton Manning, our first guest might have been the happiest guy in San Francisco on Super Bowl <laughs> weekend, except his joy really had nothing to do with adding another Lombardi trophy. It had to do with making it into the Hall of Fame. I'm talking, of course, a former 49ers owner and friend of the show, Edward J. DeBartolo Jr. And Eddie, first of all, thanks for joining us again. This is your second appearance here in three weeks. We had you live on in San Francisco, and we appreciated it then, and we do now. But most of all, congratulations on making it to Canton, only this time not as a presenter. Uh, thank you so much, Clark. And uh, when Jerry and I uh, sat with, with you guys in uh, uh, Radio Row, I was, uh, I, I'm surprised I could get anything out of my mouth because I was so nervous. Well, I was going to ask you about that because when we sat down with you, and that was two days before the vote, you were understandably nervous. Can you take us back to the moment that David Baker, who's the president of the Hall of Fame, knocked on your door to tell you that, yes, in fact, you are in the Hall of Fame. You know, all I know is that I, I you know, I was looking out the peephole and <laughs> I turned to my wife and I said, it's David Baker. And she started crying so loud. And uh, I opened up the door and, you know, David gave me a hug and he said, congratulations, and, and as he normally does. And uh, when David Baker hugs you, you're hugged. Um, <laughs> you're crushed. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was, I, I, I just couldn't hold my emotions in. And it was, uh, I don't know, it was just, uh, I can't, you know, I, I still can't put it into words. It was just beyond, uh, beyond my comprehension. And it just, like I think I said uh, on, on the show, you know, a few weeks ago. It was just sort of a culmination of many, many years, and uh, I guess all those emotions. And, um, you know, I I cried like a baby right along with my wife. When were you more, you more nervous? You know, facing the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s or facing the room that Clark and I and, and, and Goose sat in on February 6th deciding your 
Hall of Fame fate. That's not even close. Sitting with you guys. <laughs> that was, we make that, a lot of people nervous. <laughs> oh, that, that, I mean, that's not even that. That's not even close. I mean, obviously, it's a different type of a, a nervousness. Um, you know, the outcome uh, is obviously different. But uh, I was I was a nervous wreck that whole week. I had anxiety attacks and panic attacks and everything that goes along with it. But uh, yeah, I never did like to face the Cowboys either, though. <laughs> so, we had some success against them, but uh, really not as much as I would have liked to. They had a great team. You know, one of the things that, that finds me interesting in your case, or guys that are in your case, you know, if you're a player, you can understand a guy, maybe he's, you know, he's been a great player since Pop Warner, so maybe at some point in time he starts thinking about, yeah, maybe I'll get in the Hall of Fame. You know, I'm in the NFL, I'm leading the league in rushing or whatever I'm doing. But for guys in your position, I wouldn't think that you really think about the Hall of Fame. Did you ever think about it, or did it sort of come to a degree, at least out of the blue, because it's so different from a, a player's experience? Uh, when, when my name was mentioned, and I was in a, a very long list some years ago, I didn't mention uh, I, to myself, you know, I never, I never really thought, you know, that anything like that was, was even a remote possibility. Uh, and then, you know, I, the, the list kind of dwindled, and I got down to the 15 a couple of times. And I still thought it was a, a real, real, you know, long shot. I mean, you know, you, we're, we're dealing with, you guys, I mean, you know because you, you're intimate, you're both. You're dealing with uh, icons. You're dealing with people that, that made this made this great sport what it is. And um, I don't know, it just, you, you never think that, uh, that you know, you belong. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I really wanted to think that way, but it was, um, I don't know, it was just, it was something that I thought was, far beyond reach then it got uh you know a little bit of momentum it started to build up and uh, you know some of the writers and you know the the young lady that works for me here who worked you know very hard she probably uh made everybody half crazy but she she did a phenomenal job valerie you know it started to become something that was a you know maybe not a, a, a an elusive possibility let me put it that way and um, you know then uh, when they formed this contributor category and uh, I you know inducted uh, Charles last year and then uh, you know the two contributors and very worthy contributors last year were inducted it was just something that you know was something that became feasible and then when the five person group made me the uh, the, the single contributor that really scared me, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, you know, knowing that, uh, uh, it, you know, there was a real possibility because of being uh, a single contributor, but yet knowing that, uh, you know, you still have to, you have to, you have to face the 46 men and women, you know, the, the reporters that are in the room and you have to get 80, 80% of their votes in a secret ballot and and you know they just that seemed very very difficult to me uh for some reason and um you know we got down to that point and uh i i think i i stopped at that point and um and just was just very very hopeful and uh and obviously very very thrilled uh with the amazing and inc incredible um results
Well, speaking of icons, we're with San Francisco icon Eddie DeBartolo and newest member of the Hall of Fame on the Talk of Fame Network. And Eddie, I, I joked about you at the beginning here uh, not being a presenter this time, but that's no joke, really. You've been asked to present five Hall of Famers, which is third behind only Al Davis and Paul Brown. So here's the question. Who's going to present you and why? Well, uh, you know, it was really uh, easy but very tough. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I presented Joe and, uh, you know, God rest his soul, Bill Walsh. Probably, you know, if Bill was alive, it would have been uh, it would have been a decision that was going to would have been would would have been difficult, and probably it would have been Bill Clark. But uh, I decided, um, you know, with the people that I I I, I did induct. And, uh, and, you know, obviously, uh, Joe Montana is a, a close, dear friend of mine. In fact, I talked to him uh, yesterday afternoon. I decided that uh, rather than, you know, try and, um, you know, wade through a lot of things and maybe hurt feelings or do this or do that, that I thought that the best decision would be uh, my eldest daughter, Lisa Marie. Oh, okay. All right. And 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 I want to follow up on that. Um, we've got about a minute left here, Eddie, but, but when you look back on your career as 49ers owner, I know you surrounded yourself with your daughters at that time, and it was a great and wonderful time, but what do you consider your fondest memory? I guess my fondest memory uh, not counting what happened in the last three weeks, probably, um, dear Lord, I mean, that's probably uh, back in 1977 when uh, I was in a um, hotel room at, uh, uh, with my dad at the Hyatt downtown San Francisco when we got a um, uh, call from uh, the Morbido ladies and, and the trust to say that, uh, that they had accepted our offer. That was a very, very big moment. Uh, obviously, the the Super Bowls. Uh, I, it's it's almost impossible to put your finger on just one moment. But uh, Bill Walsh's hiring, uh, it, it, the friendship that developed uh, after that. It, it's just it's really tough, Clark. I, I you know okay. I could I right. could probably be here for a long time. Well, we'll talk to you again about it. Uh, but we want to appreciate or tell you how much we appreciate your time with us the past year and the past three weeks we will see you at the hall of fame and don't be a stranger eddie because we know how to find you we're going to look for the biggest and loudest party okay exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thanks eddie thanks eddie good talking thanks. to you take care thank you bye-bye that was hall of famer eddie debarlow member of the class of 2016 when we return we'll hear why cecil isbell who yes yeah, cecil isbell is hall of fame worthy You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com. The entrepreneur. Newer's phone system. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm and bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. 
like mortgages? Negative. Over. Do you like rockets? Affirmative. Over. Do you like rocket mortgages? I'm listening. Over. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that turns the entire mortgage process into a fast, powerful, completely online experience. Copy that, QL1. I'm gonna go ahead and push this button in. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access. Number 3030. I moved to Boston when I was two. There was 14 of us in, in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or just bring your own. And to see how it works, go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for what, Ron? What kind of diagnosis? Free! Yeah, the we best kind. The best kind, <laughs> free. And within minutes, you can download MyCleanPC.com software to clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, guys, um, earlier this week, I, I took a call from a Cincinnati radio station asking about Ken Stabler in the Hall of Fame, but it wasn't Stabler they were really interested in. It was Ken Anderson, and that's understandable since he played with the Cincinnati Bengals. But basically, they wanted to know why Stabler was more Hall of Fame-worthy than Anderson. It's a good question. And what Anderson's chances are of making it one day. Both of you are on the senior committee, which would be in charge of bringing him out or nominate him. So I'll ask you that question. What about Kenny Anderson, Goose? Well, I thought Anderson was more deserving than Stabler, frankly. You know, he's a league MVP, four-time passing champion, but I wasn't among the Raider love on the senior committee this year. You know, subtract that San Francisco goal line stand in the 82 Super Bowl, and Anderson might already be in. Well, Ron, speaking of Raider love, let's hear it. Well, as Dan Fouts <laughs> said last week when we asked him about Stabler, what did he say? Got a Super Bowl ring and a league MVP. And a personality. <laughs> right. And the answer would be 0 for 3 in those areas. So, uh, uh, and other than the fact that he also didn't make the all-decade team, hey, put him in on roller skates, goes. Uh, look, he's got all the other credentials. He's got great numbers. even had a great Super Bowl, uh, in, albeit a losing effort, in uh, Super Bowl 16. You know, he, he was... He completed 73.5% of his throws, which is a record for a long time until Bill Sims broke it. And he has some historic importance because he was arguably the first of Bill Walters' West Coast quarterbacks. You know, he was a finalist twice in 96 and 98, so it's not like he's never been in yeah, there. Yeah, right. right. Uh, but Ron, I, I got, do think he deserves another airing. And, Ron, and I got one question for you. Do you yeah. think Ken Anderson's uh, case would have improved if he had played with the 11 other Hall of Famers? <laughs> well, you know, it might have, might have helped him. But then again, if he had played with John Madden as a coach, he wouldn't have won any of those conference championships. <laughs> wow. Ouch. Hey, you know, it's funny. funny. One quarterback they didn't ask me about, Cecil Isbell, and for good wow. reason. He didn't play for the Cincinnati Bengals, and virtually nobody, at least outside of Ron, remembers him. But, Ron, you wrote about him this week on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, explaining why you think Cecil Isbell, too, is a Hall of Fame-worthy candidate. So please tell our listeners why. 
Well, Clark, you know, Cecil Isabel is one of these guys lost in the pages of history. Uh, Don Hudson is considered one of the two or three greatest pass receivers of all time, and rightfully so. Uh, but somebody had to throw him all those passes, don't you think? So why isn't Cecil Isabel in Canton with him? Between 1938 and 1942, Cecil Isabel threw half the passes by half the yardage and half the touchdowns that Don Hudson ever produced in his 11-year career. More significantly, Hudson's two highest reception totals, two of his three highest yardage totals, and three of his four highest touchdown totals all came with Cecil Isabel throwing him that watermelon-sized football. He was named to the NFL's All-Decade team in the 1930s, despite the fact he only played in the final two years of that decade, and he would go on to set NFL records for yardage, touchdowns, and completion percentage, and then break all those records while leading the Packers to two league championship games, winning one in 1939. And he quit football when he was 27. But in those five years, Cecil Elsbaugh was a four-time Pro Bowl selection who twice led the NFL in completions and pass yardage, was twice second in completion percentage, and finished third, then second, then first in QB rating before walking away from the game. In those days, the Packers played the Notre Dame box, an offense where Isabel played tailback and also handled the passing. In his rookie season, he led Green Bay in rushing and passing, despite splitting time with, splitting time with a future Hall of Famer, Arnie uh, Herbert. Isabel again led the team in rushing his second season, and then they said, throw the ball, which he did. His final two seasons, he twice set NFL records for passing yardage, became the first 2,000-yard passer in league history, while also setting a league mark for touchdown passes with 24 that stood as the Packer team record for 41 years. But here's the thing, guys. As impressive as those numbers are, here's the real ones. In 1941, the average NFL quarterback accounted for 6.1 points per game. Cecil Isabel accounted for 12 points a game, meaning the production was 98.99% above the norm. The next year, he was 117% above the norm and 62% ahead of one of my favorites, slinging Sammy Baugh. And he continued to play this, no question. He would be in the conversations with Baugh, Sid Luckman, and uh, Arnie Herbert in any discussion of the best pass for the 40s. But he quit to go coach at Purdue because he would make more money and for another reason. He said when he was a young player, he watched Curly Lambeau walk around the locker room and fire Arnie Herbert and a bunch of other top players, and he vowed it wouldn't happen to him. Well, he made sure it didn't, but unfortunately it probably slammed the door for him in the Hall of Fame. He's now the only all-decade quarterback not in the Hall, and I think it's time for that to change. Well, it's time for us to change, too. Throw the ball, Cecil. We're going to our hurry-up <laughs> offense with me asking Rick Throw and Ron answering and our producer, Derek Burns, running the clock. There's no time to lose, so, Derek, let's go. Harper Lee, Sean Lee, or General Robert E. Lee? The General Lee, the Dukes of Hazard. Harper Lee. She had one good year and lived on it forever, kind of like Tony Romo. <laughs> D'Angelo Williams says Tom Brady is the only guy who likes Bill Belichick. Is he met Ron? I like Belichick. D'Angelo Williams, the Einstein of the NFL. What's the price tag for Brock Osweiler? A tad less than it was for Brian Greasy in 1999 after Elway retired. <laughs> Not as much as he thinks, but more than the Broncos want to pay. If Roger Goodell is such a bad commissioner, why did owners pay him $34.1 million last year? Because he stood up to the Patriots, Bob Kraft, Tom Brady, and Clark Judge. <laughs> because like any good baker, Clark, he knows how to grow the pie. Couldn't stand up to Judge Berman, Goose. Now that Jerry Kramer sold the Super Bowl ring for 125 grand, does he have to buy his way into the Hall of Fame? He had five title rings. That frees up a finger for his Hall of Fame ring. <laughs> well, boys, he played his way in a long time ago, but they refused to open the door. So at this point, he's buying a ticket like the rest of us. <laughs> 
Who's the early favorite for the Hall's class of 2017? Well, Damian Tomlinson, you can't get enough Texans in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner, the Hall loves quarterbacks. Who draws the biggest crowd at Canton? Brett Favre with Packers fans or Eddie D with Youngstown Pals? Cheeseheads of the world will unite in Canton on the first weekend of August. Favre's crowd is bigger, but Eddie's crowd is louder, and they have a lot more fun. <laughs> Joseph Randall's arrested again. Randy Gregory suspended. Greg Hardy is Greg Hardy. How about them Cowboys? I think you can take Noah Spence off the Cowboys draft board. Estrella Martin once said this was a failure to communicate. Jerry Jones told his guys he wanted them to get some ink. He didn't mean fingerprint ink. <laughs> if Kevin Green is, as Tony Dungy says, the captain of the Hall's incoming class, who's his first lieutenant? Eddie DeBartolo. You want something done? Call Eddie. I don't know who's first lieutenant, but Marvin Harrison's riding a shotgun. A lock of John Lennon's hair drew 35 grand at auction. What would a dreadlock of Ricky Williams command? In Austin, about 35 grand. 15 yards for illegal use of the dreads. That's the end of our first hour, but don't go anywhere. We have our NFL Oscars, ESPN's Jim Trotter and Hall of Fame voter Nick Canaba. Coming up, you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for four dollar sandwich deal today, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price of participation vary. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Since being introduced to households and businesses over 35 years ago, the family of Simple Green products has grown. But one thing all of them share is my full commitment to their excellence. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at simplegreen.com. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to understand this whole dating app thing. You're supposed to swipe right for the profiles you're into and left for the ones you're not. So if I'm attracted to a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain at Motel 6, I'd swipe right, right? Or was it left? Wait, I just sent myself a picture of myself. 6-3? Yeah, right. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Well, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download MyCleanPC.com software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. 
Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Clark, along with Rick and Ron. And in this hour, we'll be speaking with Jim Trotter of ESPN.com. Jim recently completed a book about Junior Seau entitled Junior Seau, The Life and Death of a Football Icon, and speaking about the best safeties not in the Hall of Fame. But we talked in the first hour about how this is NFL Combine Week. Right, Ron? Uh, well, it is yes, NFL sir. Combine Week. But it's also another week. And see if this gives you a clue. Yes, sir. It's Oscars week, which means it's time to introduce Hall of Fame voter and cinema sage Nick Canepa of the San Diego Union Tribune, a frequent visitor to this show. And I worked with Nick for years, and I defer to him when it comes to this week because those 31 days of Oscar, the Turner Classic Movies airs, yeah, Nick's seen most of those movies three or four times. So, Nikki, first of all, welcome back. Thank you very much. Because this is a hey, Hall of Fame... You. Yeah, okay. Well, because this is a Hall of Fame-centric show, Nikki, we're going to confine today's show to our Oscar-worthy performances in football-themed movies. Even though, That's as we've spoken true. before, there really aren't that many of them, are there? <laughs> There's uh, great ones. There, are, there aren't any. There's never been a great football movie, and... That leads me to believe that there's never going to be one. Um, They've tried. Some people who supposedly know football have tried. Hasn't worked. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I I, I mean, there have been good baseball movies. You know, I mean, you could say when you start thinking, hey, it's a team game and makes it more difficult. Well, there have been good baseball movies. Basketball, too. Hoosiers. I mean, Hoosiers are good. Yeah. Although, you know, Hoosiers is, you know, totally different. It's a high school great story. You know, you, number one, you got to have a great story. There just haven't been that many great stories. you got to have a great story to have a great movie. And the greatest, as far as I'm concerned, the chance, the book with the best chance to be a great football movie was semi-tough, and they completely botched the movie. They cast yes, they it did. well, but they botched it. They completely yeah. no, botched it. You're Same right. thing with North Dallas 40. Ruined that, too. Which was just on the other but, night. But it was it's still, I think, the best football movie. I think wow, North really? 40, and, and it's not a great movie, but I still think, especially about pro football. Well, we're, we're going to try to uncover the best and brightest out there, Nick, because, well, because this is Oscars week. So, uh, Ron, before we get to that point, I know you and I have had this discussion before, but the best sports movies, it seems to me, involve a sport you cover. And I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about boxing. Sure. Yeah, yeah it's very true, and I think it's because uh, – you know, is a fight is so much, you know, the fact of the human condition. You know, life's often about overcoming outside pressures and struggles, and it's mostly, but it's mostly about overcoming yourself, uh, and that's the essence of the hurt business. Uh, you know, what boxing taught me when I did it was that we all know fear. That the only thing that's really important is what happens after you know what fear looks like and what it feels like. What do you do? Uh, and I think it's that in itself has lent itself to a lot of great fight films. You know, Cinderella Man's a case in point. That was more about. Great movie. This guy overcoming uh, all these things, including his own fears and failures. Nick, you have a favorite fight yeah. movie? Well, I, I, you know, I, it's hard to go against Raging Bull. It probably was the best movie period of the eighties. I mean, yeah. it's it's an incredible movie. I, I love Cinderella Man. It's probably the most cerebral of all the um, maybe all the sports movies. And Cinderella Man is a great movie, but the, you know, Requiem for a Heavyweight, Body and Soul, Harder They Fall, Somebody Up There Likes Me, The Setup. I mean, that, 
there's more good boxing movies, I think, by far than any other, other than other sports movies. Wait, you said best movie of the 80s. You mean you think it's better than Flashdance? <laughs> yeah, that's well, just what know, a Dartmouth guy would go for, Flashdance. <laughs> well, I'm a Jennifer Beale kind of guy. <laughs> if you got to watch either one of those two movies on, on network TV, then Flashdance is definitely better. <laughs> yeah, that's watch right. on network TV. Okay. Well, let's let's get back to football here. Um, Nick, we're going to start with our first category. Give me your Oscar for best football movie. And it, it can't be anything involving Johnny Manziel, Las Vegas, or Twitter. Okay? What's your best football movie? I don't know anything about any of those people you just mentioned. Or <laughs> I gotta. I, 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 I. There are just. I. I really, honestly, haven't liked any football movies very much. But like I say, I. I gotta give. I gotta. I gotta go with North Dallas Forty. I just think. I just think it's. It's. It's the one that's closest to. One of the biggest problems in it, and it's the hardest thing to emulate, is is getting things to really look like football. I mean, there's people who look at Rocky and they say, well, you know. Well, Rocky's the most unrealistic boxing movie in history. You got two two boxers who were probably five six playing heavyweights, <laughs> throwing throwing eight zillion punches and, and blowing up each other's faces. I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't realistic. But if, I mean, you look at the good football movies, and and they can't match. They can't match the way the game is played. And it, they just can't do it. And that, that's I, one of the one of the problems I think why there's been. So many bad ones. I, I really wish almost that they'd stop trying to make them. I mean, look at things. It's almost like the best stuff is the high school stuff, like you know, like Saturday Night Lights, things like that. That don't involve professional. They've even had professional athletes play these roles. I mean, several professional athletes for uh, were, uh, football players were in Heavington Wade, and then the football scene scenes with 50-year-old Warren Beatty quarterbacking you know, just just don't ring true. Where are you going, Ronnie, with your Oscar? Well, for me, it's actually fairly easy. There's a couple possibilities, but in the end, I always come back to this movie, Everybody's All-American. Oh, uh, great movie. Loosely great based movie. on the life and rise and fall of Billy Cannon, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, to me, it's a, a terrific football movie. And the other one is a recent one that, just, that I just saw, actually, uh, which is Woodlawn, if you haven't seen it. Uh, excellent movie about Tony Nathan and uh, how he uh, changed things in Alabama as a high school and college player. Just... Uh, Quite a moving story, but everybody's all American to me. It's just, yeah. just terrific. Has everything. Rise, I, fall. I, I can't believe you guys missed the obvious choice here. How about Raiders? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, excellent! Wait. It's not about the Oakland Raiders, is it? You know, Starring I, I Ken think. Stabler. Hey, Nikki. Yeah, I take horse feathers with Marx Brothers. Anyway, next up, and guys, I want to get to great. these. These, yeah, it was a great movie. Uh, I want to get to these uh, categories as much as possible. So let's try to go through these quickly. Best performance by an actor in a starring role, and of course, a football movie. Nikki, boy, I'm going to go with uh, Ronald Reagan in Newt Rockney All American. He laid on the lawn and told Newt Rockney how good he was. <laughs> how about you, Ron? Yeah, that's right. Just tell him, Rock, when the fellows are up against it. <laughs> that's one of the great bedrooms, uh, hospital bed speeches. Very or for me, very toss up between two guys. Uh, Dennis Quaid and everybody's All-American who plays the starring role there, and uh, Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. Oh yeah! Show yeah. me the money. <laughs> Show me the money. How about that's the best, essence of today's game of football? Best performance by an actress in a starring role. 
Well, That's I got to go with Julie Christie, and heaven and heaven can wait simply because she's Julie Christie. Exactly. Really did much. And Jill Clayburgh was perfect for semi-topists. Too bad the movie was 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 awful, but she's she's just perfect for that role. She was great. How about you, Ronnie? Those are pretty good choices, but uh, Halle Berry is in the program. If you've ever seen Halle Berry, you won't ask me why she's my choice. How about Jessica Lange and Everybody's All-American, Ron? Oh, yeah, she's she's un- oh, All right, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's Hard to beat skip. Halle Berry. Let's skip to best musical score. Best musical score. Nikki? You're not talking about Bernard Herrmann Psycho, are you? You're talking about that. <laughs> yeah, right. You're, you're talking about, a, I, I, I don't know, I, I guess you got to go with Rocky, I guess. I don't know. It's really the most famous one. Well, you know, this is a fo- we're talking about football theme movies. We're talking movies. football here, not the yeah. Rocky Blyer hey. story. Come on. R- Ron, what's your suggestion? That's Oscar easy. Hit it, Derek. I rep the Raiders with a wavy flow. This is for the nation. Huh? Coach Davis is Davy Jones. I wear these colors if you love them or hate them. We're brothers in arms, and we're hitting like Jack Tatum. The assassin and Atkins and Kraken. Next says we're talking about music. That is music, my friend. That is music. I like the Raiders theme. Yeah, I like the Raiders theme, too. Hey, Nikki. Can you stick around us? Stick around with us for the next segment. Sure. Oh, good. Yeah, you got nothing good. to do. Yeah, you got nothing to do because we're gonna ask you more questions. Look, when we return, we'll be talking about well, Tom Brady, Deflategate, and that one hundred million dollars the NFL must kick into the salary cap. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes. You can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. You get a local or toll-free number, or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to Grasshopper.com. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Pile tie with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese, and they're two for four dollars. That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for four dollar sandwich deal today, only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big and warm and bright and yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access. Org number 3030. The kitchen. That's home. I know that's like my grandma cooked, my mom cooked. I cook. Chocolate bread pudding and souffles and banana bread. I make a lot of banana bread because the baby likes bananas. So we always have bananas in the house. <laughs> 
home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Basketball fans, get your lux on at Luxor Las Vegas. Make a fast break for shows including Fantasy, the Strip's sexiest adult review, Chris Angel Believe from Cirque du Soleil and Carrot Top, or Slam Dunk Rockin' Mexican flavors from TNT Tacos and Tequila, or Comfort Food and Cocktails at Public House. Save your biggest plays for LAX Nightclub featuring the hottest dance music from resident DJs and live entertainment in a high-energy atmosphere. When the buzzer sounds, recover in our comfortable rooms and suites. Get your lux on at Luxor.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. You can turn your mobile phone into a business phone with Grasshopper by getting a local or toll-free number or just bringing your own. Pretty easy. But see how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. We're back with Hall of Fame voter Nick Canepa. Nick, thanks for sticking around. I know you love being with us. And I also know that you're a historian because I spent many years with you talking about history. But 66 years ago this Saturday, which would be February 27th, we had the 22nd Amendment to the U.S. Constitution and was ratified then. And that amendment limited the president to two terms or maximum of eight years in office. So why do I mention that, Nikki? Good question, even though you didn't ask it, because I was wondering, you think an eight-year limit would be a good idea for the NFL commissioner? I, The way I look at things now, you know, I, I don't think it would have worked 20 years ago but or 30 years ago, but I think a one-year limit would be good now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, they, they could get in trouble, do something stupid, and then get replaced by another person who does something stupid. <laughs> How about you, Ron? How about you? Uh, I think that gives a bit more importance to the job, frankly, than it deserves. Look, they, uh, the owners have term limits. It's called, as Donald Trump would say, you're fired. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's right. all. They, they can limit them whatever they want. I mean, I, I think they always have the right to remove the guy. Look, he's a, he basically he's a CEO. That's all he is. He's not the president of anything. That's all he is, but he's getting paid a lot of money for that. He is getting paid a lot of money, like Nikki. You make your $40 million, spend a year on the job, and go home. I like it. another job. I'll sign up. Kind of like your situation, Nikki. $40 million, then go yeah, home. Almost identical. Uh, listen, Roger Goodell's been in office for nine years, so if you do the math, we limited his term to eight years. That would mean he's staying one year too long. So let's say we put him out of office. Whom would you suggest, Nick, as his successor? Wow, man, that's a, that's a tough one because... Uh, that's what we're all about, Nick. Yeah, that's what this show's all about, Nick. Tough questions. Rick Gosselin, he'd be ideal. <laughs> he would be you good, know, the gooser. And, and, Dr. And Dadham. He'd, be almost as, he'd almost be as exciting as Roger. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. I, well, I'm, I'm going, I, I think I'm going, I'm, I'm going with Amy Trask. Whoa! 
Friend of the show, Amy Trask. Friend of the show. Why? Why? Because she's tough and she's smart. Uh, You know, I don't think she needs the money that badly, but I I think she'd be great. And she's a former Raider, which means Ron would love her. Ron, who are you suggesting? Well, this this one's easy. Me. It would be like electing (laughs) Bernie Sanders as president of the U.S. Bankers Association. Wouldn't be a long ride, but it would be a fun ride. But you'd have to show up on time, Ron. (laughs) No, I'm the commissioner. I can show up when I want. (laughs) It would be great. First thing I would do is get rid of Nikki. (laughs) <laughs> well, I've got a suggestion. Got a guy who doesn't work in office there. <laughs> well, I, I've got a suggestion, guys. How about Donald Trump? Any time there'd be a disciplinary incident, he could solve it by well, just punching the guy out. I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. <laughs> I think that might work. As Trump would say, it would be huge, huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the commission in the NFL. The Wall Street Journal this week revealed that an arbitrator found uh, that NFL owners created improper exemptions for millions of dollars, meaning, well, meaning that more than $50 million may be added to the salary cap. Now, Ron, owners playing fast and loose when it comes to money? Uh, tell me I'm, I, I'm not dreaming. Tell me, please. <laughs> tell me. Is this true? Amazing. Is that possible? Yeah, I know. It's stunning, isn't it? If they had those guys from Deloitte and Touche who, who count our votes, I'm telling you, this wouldn't have happened. 46 guys with 46 votes. But, you know, the uh, the lead tr- tried to argue that the union had waited too long to make this claim, which is always a sign that you have no actual real case. That, you know, yeah, we did it, but you didn't catch us soon enough. You know, I mean, it's like the arbitrator basically ruled against them at the hearing, which never yeah, happens. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, and Ron, I, I heard the explanation, but I, I don't know, guys. I mean, honestly, it sounds as if someone got caught trying to pull a fast one. What do you think, Nick? I I, I know one thing about the NFL. When it comes to money, they don't make many mistakes. So well, they, they, they always did hear. They did hear. Yeah, well, I think what he's saying is they knew what they were doing. They're trying to get away with it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. How, do you, how do you take 120? Like, I can understand, you know, like every now and then, you know, you guys have done this. You put on a new jacket, an old jacket, and you find like a 20 in the pocket, or you put on a pair of pants that's like a $5 bill there. Oh, wow. How about that? Would you ever put on your pants and fight $120 million there? <laughs> it not happen. Be explained. Some things can't be explained. How does Caesar's Palace or whatever it is get $22 billion in debt? How do you know this stuff happen? <laughs> it ain't easy. <laughs> it ain't easy. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of trying to pull a fast one, Ron, you know where I stand and where I stood on Deflategate. Free Brady! Right, wrong is- side of the issue squarely alongside the law, which is Judge Richard Berman. Uh, He won't be in Indianapolis with Goose this week. But the Patriots will. So will your favorite coach. And not to scout a first-round draft pick because they don't have one. They were docked to first this year, fourth in 2017, and $1 million for a case they couldn't prove, and they will be back in court next week. Anyway, it's a long way of saying Peter King... In his Monday morning quarterback column, and Peter King is also a Hall of Fame voter, but in his Monday morning quarterback column this week, he suggests the league should return the draft picks because, as he put it, shaky evidence, shady science, and a total lack of interest in learning the truth. Ron, you with him? Uh, no. And, and, and this is probably the only time that I've, uh, since I've known you that you're with him. This is unbelievable. Sounds like a guy trying to get a Tom Brady interview. The truth. Look, we can debate the evidence all you want. It's both scientific and circumstantial, and there's certainly plenty of the latter. Uh, the NFL had more of the latter than the former, which became their problem. But I have yet to fully ex- uh, accept the ideal gas bag law 
about which I know a lot more than I ever would have hoped. Because first off, many of those balls were still underweight, even if you applied the gas bag law. And secondly, as everyone seems to conveniently ignore in the scientific community on lining up with the Patriots, it was 55 degrees at kickoff, and the temperature went up when it started to rain, Clark. What was it, 110 in the shade in the referee's locker room? I mean, give me a break, will you? Nick, let's hear it. You want the draft picks Ball, given back uh, to the yeah, Patriots? No. No, they, they signed off on it. Exactly. I mean, it, if they hadn't signed off on it and fought it, 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 would be, it would be one thing. But when you sign off on something, it's like copping a plea in court, man. You're, you're, you're admitting you did it. Yeah, I, 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 I understand that. They're, and better I know... off, they're better off without a number one anyway, because Belichick would probably botch it. He's better off with like a fourth-round guy who could just turn it on all pro players. Well, right there. Yeah, I, I, and I know uh, I'm going to say this sort of uh, cynically, but whether you believe him or not, uh, Robert Kraft said he was doing that at the time, Nick, because he was putting the interests of the league ahead of his franchise. And, of course, you heard what Roger Goodell wanted to do with his quarterback, and he changed his mind and said, uh, no can do. Listen, Roger had to change his course when the Ray Vice video appeared, and I think he should change his course here. Ron? Well, look, first off, Kraft never rebelled against anything. He stomped his feet publicly to appease his fans, but he never appealed because there is no appeal. And he didn't appeal because he had no support among the, the other owners, many of whom also feel that the commissioner has put the wood to them unfairly in one time or another. And if he changed his course on Ray Rice... Why isn't he playing football? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just, uh, look, as uh, Nick said, they copped the plea, and now they're stuck with it. Well, uh, we're, we're not stuck with this segment. We've got to run. We've got to run to commercial. Nikki, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Enjoy the time and the sun in San Diego because we're going to commercial. Up next, author and Hall of Fame voter Jim Trotter, who's also a resident of San Diego. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. You see how it works? Just go to grasshopper.com. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm and bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Hi, Tom Bodette, somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called the man bun. I mean, what's next, the he-hive? Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut or maybe a hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. 
when their parents can't be there. SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to SOS-USA.org. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Just another reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download MyCleanPC.com software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. You should also know we're brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. As an entrepreneur, and Ron, you're an entrepreneur, right? You're always on the I am an entrepreneur. Yeah, well, turn your mobile phone into a business phone, Ron, with Grasshopper. You get a local or toll-free number, or you know what? You can just bring your own. Does he how it works, Ron? Bring your own. I was always good at that. Go to grasshopper.com. You can see how it works, Ron. Listen, our next guest has been a highly sought-after free agent, I think more times than last week's guest, Hall of Famer Kevin Green. I'm talking about ESPN's Jim Trotter, who is also a Hall of Fame voter. He worked his way up from preps to the pros during an 18-year career, the San Diego Union Tribune, where I got to know him and worked with him, and where he got to know Hall of Famer Junior Seau, whose tragic story he chronicled in the best-selling book, Junior Seau, The Life and Death of a Football Icon. Now we have Jim as a first-time visitor to the Talk of Fame Network. And first question, Jim, where have you been? Waiting on the call. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. We just, we just... I'm going to pass the buck and just say I've been waiting on the call. <laughs> well, you've had the difficult task of, of making the case for Don Coryell, uh, arguing uh, somewhat in favor of, uh, or definitely in favor of San Diego native Darrell Davis. Uh, neither's made it to Can yet, but they've been finalists a number of times. How do you make a fresh case for them, or do you see it just sort of simply keep pounding on the door? You know, truthfully, Ron, I just think you kind of have to keep pounding on the door, and hopefully the message gets through. And, look, I, I was a little surprised this year that Don actually got back in the room knowing, you know, some of the things I had heard before about how, you know, some voters feel about the need for Super Bowls in order to judge a coach. So for him to get back in the room and then for him to make that first cut, I thought was tremendous and, and actually got a little – um, hopeful and nervous, hoping that he would make that last cut, and he didn't. But, look, I'm, I'm going to always stump for Don Coryell because I don't think you can watch the NFL game today without seeing his fingerprints all over it. And he was three decades ahead of his time. And, and I agree that Super Bowls are important for coaches to some degree, but I think context is everything. And I think, you know, when you look at the franchises that, that Don Coryell inherited, one, he didn't have control over personnel, and two, they were too – I mean, just more of a franchise when he took over. You talk about, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals who, you know, in the, I believe the number off the top of my head is like 42 years, the, the, the 42 years immediately before and after he was hired had only one playoff appearance in a non-strike year, and he took him to the playoffs twice in five, I believe. You know, to me that speaks to his ability as a coach. And the same thing in San Diego. I think the, the number's like 20-some-odd years immediately before and after Don the Chargers had never made the playoffs, and he took them to the playoffs, I believe, three or four times. So from my standpoint, I think he's a tremendous coach. The fact that he didn't get to the Super Bowl, yes, that's a blemish, but when you look at everything else that he has done for this game and the impact he's had on this game, 
I think it's really telling when a guy like Tony Dungy says that no other coach outside of Paul Brown has had a greater impact on this game. Yeah, I'm with you, Jim, on this. I'm going to stump for him, too. I, I covered him. I liked him. I respected him. But he not only changed offenses, he changed defenses as well. And I think that's exactly. a great point to make. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I want to ask you about somebody else with the Chargers, and that's LT, LaDainian Tomlinson. Do you think you're going to have an easier road to expect you'll present him with LT, who's eligible for the first time next February? Uh, one, I didn't know I was going to present him, but if I do, I'll, I don't know that you are. I'm just, I, I just, I just think you might. Yeah. I'm just saying you might. Yeah, and, and and I'll be fine with that because I, I truly believe that that he's a guy that belongs. You know, that 2006 season, for instance, was. I don't have to tell you, Clark. I remember reading something you wrote about it, just in terms of the numbers that he put up historically, how they were so off the charts. And you look at him every year and the things that he accomplished. Um, and you talk to players who played against him doesn't matter who it is, Hall of Fame or not, and they talk about he was the guy whose picture was up on their board that you had to stop. In my opinion, he definitely belongs. And I know some people are going to question his postseason numbers, and I think there's context there that you have to consider. You know, when you look at his postseason numbers, for instance, under Marty Schottenheimer, he went to two postseasons. His first game under Marty there, 26 carries, 80 yards. Second game under Marty, 23 for 123. And then what happened is they changed coaches. They went to North Turner, and North Turner started to run the offense through Phillip Rivers, and therefore LT wasn't getting as many carries. He wasn't getting as many opportunities, and his numbers declined. But it's interesting that when he got back with the Jets in 2010 and they were under Rex Ryan and went back to a run-centric, more run-centric offense, all of a sudden the numbers start to pick up again, where one game he's 16 for 82, a 5.1 average, and, and the next game he's 10 for 43, so only 10 carries, but he's 4.3 per carry. To me, I just think he was a great running back. And I know the image some people have is that playoff game against New England, but he had a knee injury. And when I called an orthopedist about it and said, because I know he had taken some heat about it, how could Phil Rivers play on a torn ACL, but LT couldn't play with a sprained knee? And what I was told by you know an orthopedist or specialist is that a running back has to be able to cut. And with the injury that he had, he was not able to cut and would not have been able to. And so LT made the decision that he could stay on the field and hurt the team, or he could turn it over to Michael Turner, who was an excellent back at the time, who could help the team. And that's the decision he made. If he pays a price for it, so be it. But I think it's tough to hold that against a guy. You know, you raise a good uh, uh, issue there with context uh, about the playoffs. Because I remember uh, one year being out there, and, you know, we're all friends in Norv's. And, uh, you know, it was different in those days, as you know. And uh, so I was talking to him a couple of days before the game, and, and you know, after we got done with the formal interview, and I was just talking, and he says, uh, "We're going to throw the ball against the Patriots, who were giving up about six yards a, a, a rush." You know, I said, "You're going to what? We're going to throw the ball." I said, "You know, that's pretty funny, you know, if, you know, you're going to throw the ball." <laughs> then I realized, shoot, he's going to throw the ball. <laughs> you know, they got beat. I mean, it's just so you're right. Sometimes the coach takes you out, you know. Absolutely, and and that was the thing when Norv got hired. One of the reasons he got hired is because he he convinced AJ Smith that in order to go to the next level past Marty Schottenheimer, you had to be able to throw the football and you had to develop Philip Rivers, and it created a divide within the locker room because clearly they had had so much success offensively under Marty Schottenheimer and the way he, he he ran things that Ladanian was used to being the bell cow. And it took him much of that first year just to say, you know what, for the team's sake, I got to stop fighting this and just do what's asked of me. But he paid a price for it as well in the postseason. Yeah, yeah no, you're right there. And uh, tell us a little bit about the Junior Seau book, that you, uh, how it came to be written, 
And if it was personally difficult for you to write about not only such a great player ending his life so tragically, but a guy that I think it's fair to say you were uh, one of the closest, probably the closest person in the media to him and, and a friend of his. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't hard for me from this standpoint, Ron. I was not going to write a tell-all. You know, it, it just, I respected the guy too much. Here's how it went down first. After his death, I wrote a piece for Sports Illustrated, and I had some book agents call and ask me about writing a book on him, and I said I wasn't interested, that um, I just felt that I didn't want to get into all of those things. And then someone from his, his close to him from his estate said, look, if anyone was going to write a book, Junior would want you to do it. And I said, okay, man. I reconsidered, and I said, I'll do it. But I said, I'm not going to write a tell-all. I said, I want to write a book that explains to people why he was such a beloved guy and what were some of the factors that may have contributed to him taking his own life. So if you wanted to get into all of the details, the salacious details about womanizing and all those sorts of things, this wasn't going to be the book for you. And that's not to say that his issues weren't, weren't mentioned or dealt with, because they are. In fact, he wrote about some of, some of them in journals that he kept that the family turned over to me where he talked about some of the demons that he was dealing with and the struggles he was having with it. But I was not going to go chase all those people in every bar, you know, and ask for stories about him there. So that was, that, that was the hope with the book. It's just to explain to people why he was such a beloved guy, not only by teammates and coaches, but within communities, you know, and, and, and also what leads a guy like that who appeared to be so full of life to take his own life. And, um, you know, you do the best you can in the time that you have, and then you, you move forward. Hey, Jim, thanks for the time. we got to get rolling, but uh, get back to signing those books, would you please? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> thanks, Jim. Thanks, All right, Jim. guys, thanks for great. having me. Let's do it sooner next time. There you go. Sure. You got it. We're not going to wait another two years. That was Hall of Fame voter Jim Trotter. Up next, safeties who should be in the hall but aren't. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. QL1, does Rocket Mortgage require me to fill out a bunch of paperwork? Negative control. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that quickly imports your financial data. You can go through the entire mortgage approval process in minutes. That is fast, like rocket fast. It also works on any internet-ready device, so you can get a rocket mortgage at any time or place you choose. Over. Three, two, one. Rocket mortgage at quickenloans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access.org number 3030. Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Concentrated all-purpose Simple Green is the answer for versatile cleaning throughout your home and garage. I'm so certain you'll love Simple Green. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. I've always had the dream my whole life. 
I wanted to live on waterfront property. My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the, the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Well, speaking of calling, Talk Fan Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go, right? So turn your mobile phone into a business phone with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for the best kind of diagnosis possible, Ron. They are free. Free, 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 free. free. And within minutes, you can download MyCleanPC.com software to clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Guys, as you know, we ran an intriguing poll the past week on our website, TalkOfFameNetwork.com, asking readers to choose the best safety, not in the Hall of Fame. Goose, I I know you put this list together, and you talk about murderers row. Wow. (laughs) This is loaded with Hall of Fame candidates everywhere. Yeah, the difficult part for me was reducing the list to six uh, yeah. For the purpose of this vote, you know, there there are 11 all-decade safeties eligible for the Hall of Fame, and I had to leave seven of them off this list. Neither John Lynch or Derek or Darren Woodson were all-decade safeties. Cliff Harris, Dick Anderson, Duran Cherry, Leroy Butler belong on that list, yet they didn't make the cut. You know, safety is the most underrepresented position in the Hall of Fame. You can enshrine six to eight of them tomorrow with no apologies. Well, Gucci didn't mention Donnie Shell, and we had someone write in and ask us why he wasn't included Maybe that's someone who's Tony Dungy. I don't know. He once told us on the show that next player he'd put in would be Donnie Schell into Canton. Um, but if you can, please tell the listeners how you compiled this list and basically why there was no Donnie Schell. Well, for starters, he wasn't an all-decade pick. He went to five Pro Bowls. There are seven safeties who are eligible for Canton who went to more Pro Bowls and Shrine that are not enshrined. You know, not that Shell wasn't a worthy candidate. I could have built a second slate for the purpose of this poll that included Cliff Anderson, Cliff Harris, Dick Anderson, Jake Scott, Donnie Schell, and Dron Cherry, and all would have been worthy candidates. That's how poorly the safety position is represented. You know, this committee seems to be waiting on Ed Reed. Okay, Ron. Uh, you forgot Jack Tatum, didn't you there, Goose? Yes, somebody wrote in about Jack Tatum, too, actually. Um, you're first up here, Ron, and since you mentioned Jack Tatum, um, who's your first choice? It doesn't have to be from this list, but I would hope it would be. But who's your first choice and why? Oh, can he easily buy a landslide? Everybody else was playing for second place. Uh, you know, Ronnie Lott insists Kenny was the best safety who ever lived. Uh, I agree with Ronnie Lott, although I would like to say he agrees with me. <laughs> and I've seen some fiercely good ones out there, including but not limited to uh, Donnie Shell and, and Tate and uh, Steve Atwater and Ed Reed and Paul Amalo, uh, the pair in Miami, Scott and Dick, uh, Jake Scott and Dick Anderson, the pair in Dallas, uh, Cliff Harris and Charlie Waters. None, none, including Ed Reed, none were better than Kenny Easley. Well, Ronnie, same question here we always have about guys like this durability. I mean, he's seven seasons, 89 games. I realize his career was cut short by injury, but he played every game in, in a season, only three of those seven seasons. And it's the same question we have with Tony Baselli, who also played seven seasons. So where do you draw the line on longevity here? Well, I mean, longevity is a bit of an issue uh, for, you know, in general. But I don't think in, in, in Kenny's 
a place. If you look at most Hall of Famers, did they have more than seven dominant years? He was a five-time Pro Bowl player, including in his final season as his kidneys were failing. He was Defensive Player of the Year despite playing uh, in southern Alaska where nobody saw him, uh, except for people that really uh, paid attention. Uh, and as Lott put it, the best player to play the safety position ever. Sure, you missed some games, but let me tell you something else. The guys who played against them, they missed more games, including the next week. <laughs> okay, Goose, you're next. Who's your choice and why? Well, I, I believe there's such a backlog. They should put them in by order of seniority. Start with Green Bay's Bobby Dillon in the 50s, Johnny Robinson, Eddie Metter in the 60s, Harrison Anderson in the 70s. They all belong. Then you get to Easley, who also belongs. If you gave me a 10-player amnesty class for safeties, I could offer up 10 worthy candidates and, again, not make any apologies for any of them. Uh, I'd put in Bobby Dillon, too, and have him drive on Highway 61. Listen, I'm going back to the front of the line here. And with guys who've waited decades, Goose, I'm with you. Eddie Metter, Johnny Robinson, I know you're supportive of them. But to me, it's a coin toss between those two. And Metter was an all-decade choice who still holds Rams records for block kicks and fumble recoveries. And, and Robinson, a guy that you've talked about many times before, 58 interceptions for his career, uh, AFL champ, three-time AFL champ, one-time Super Bowl champ, and Eight-time AFL star. I, I just think it's a coin toss between those two, and I love the list. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Well, that is the signal. The show's almost over. So, Derek, get that clock started because here we go again. It's our two-minute drill. Deadpool is a movie about a a wisecracking superhero, b Ron in a billiards game, or c the Cleveland Browns Super Bowl chances. That old snooker player himself, Ron Borges. <laughs> snooker, I love it. Uh, Cleveland Browns Super Bowl chances. They have none. Dead on arrival. Kanye West says his number one enemy is his ego. So what's Johnny Manziel's number one enemy? Anyone who tells Johnny his ego is his own worst enemy. His id. <laughs> if you're Philadelphia, what do you do with Sam Bradford? Pay him and play him until someone better comes along. Exactly right. Like Dion says, pay the man! Unless you got a better idea, which they don't. Rob Gronkowski, better player or dancer? He's no Travolta on the dance floor, and Travolta is no Gronkowski on the football field. Exactly. Better player. Running over others is not dancing, but in football, it allows you to dance in the end zone. Why should NFL rookies take the Wonderlick? Because they want to get drafted, and that checks off another box. Because they want to prove they can read something more than their paycheck. <laughs> Whom does Rick spend more time with this week? Jerry Jones or Michigan State's Connor Cook? Likely first-round pick and Spartan All-America offensive tackle, Jack Conklin. Ooh. He, ooh. He's not telling the truth, though, Clark. He's a party-hardy guy. Jerry Jones on the bus. <laughs> on the bus. A.M. in the Annapolis. <laughs> With Dean Blandino. Blandino. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowls, Daytona 500. Is there nothing Joe Gibbs can't win? A division title for Dan Snyder. Can't win Hall of Fame admittance for his old pal and old boss, Don Coryell. How many of Cincinnati's free agents does Hugh Jackson try to lure to Cleveland? Only the penalty-free ones. With $34 million in cap space, the Bengals won't be allowing anybody to get lured out of town. He won't get anything. True or false, Marshawn Lynch doesn't play again. False. He's going to get tired of not hearing his own voice. Repeat after me. <laughs> He'll be playing. <laughs> You're seated on a plane next to Cam Newton. What's the first question you ask him? I know how you got in first class. How did I get here? I got a better one. Do you ever think of changing your name to Fig? Think of the endorsement <laughs> possibility. <laughs> what took longer, Kansas City's last drive or Andy Reid's knee replacement surgery? 
Andy Reid is already off the table. Up to the KC offense is still on the field. No sense of urgency on that drive clock, but some sense of urgency on Andy's knee parts. Who gets in the hall first? Morton Anderson, Steve Atwater, or Ron Borges? The only Spartan in the bunch. I can beat out any kicker but Ray Guy, but not a safety as glowering as Steve Atwater. We're not glowering. We'd like to thank Eddie DeBartolo, Jim Trotter, Nick Canepa for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. We want to hear this or any podcast. Just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or catch us on iTunes, or just go to your podcast app and look for us there under what else? Talk of Fame Network. It's easy. We do it. Otherwise, you can hear us this time and on this station next week. We'll look for you then. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to understand this whole dating app thing. You're supposed to swipe right for the profiles you're into and left for the ones you're not. So if I'm attracted to a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain at Motel 6, I'd swipe right, right? Or was it left? Wait, I just sent myself a picture of myself. 6'3"? Yeah, right. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. I just feel like something's missing. I know. What we had was so big. And warm and bright. And yellow. Oh, I really miss the sun. No sun? No problem. Centrum, the most trusted multivitamins, now have more of the vitamin D3 you need. Get the vitamin D you could be missing this winter with Centrum Multivitamins, now our highest level of D3 ever. Check Sunday's newspaper for a coupon. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Pile tie with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for $4 croissant deal today. Only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com.